You're listening to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast, hosted by Kimberly Fujitaki and Thea Pichelle. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Career pivots. Career pivots. You know, I think that a lot of people go on in their life and they think that, you know, they're just going to have one job. Thea and I are... We're living proof that that is not true. (laughs) (laughs) We are the kind of people who have many jobs and many tasks and do many things. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes to our detriment, but, you know, we like to spice it up. (laughs) Keep it interesting. Yes. I think even with the career pivots we have had, they're all interlinking yes they all um connect with the skill sets that we have that work in different areas because as we say everything is applicable everything is and and i think that that's where people kind of get confused or in a trap where they Mm -hmm. think like i can only do this one thing like that's the only thing that i'm good at you know i've only worked customer service for my for 10 years, you know, what, what else am I going to do? Well, customer service skills have a lot to do with a lot of different things, you mm-hmm. know? And when we think about, you know, I've been in customer service since I started working when I was like 14, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so all of those skills translate into whether I was a barista or working at the bank or a chef or a yoga teacher or podcaster, like all these things that I do. They all relate to people, you know, and service and having a skill that other people need or desire and Mm -hmm. um, to help them to solve the problems or the inconveniences that have happened in their lives that they have the ability to shift and change, you know? Mm -hmm. And when we think about that, we're not necessarily like tied in the identity of our career only. And so many of us have to pivot during the pandemic, right? Yeah. I think the pandemic was very humbling mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. Um, but especially, I think for our country in general, so many people had to redefine who they were, right? Yes. Because people are defined by what they do for work. They're defined by... Um, I mean, people are multi-level and complex, but just boiling it down to the way that we value productivity over just existing, right? True. So that, you know, people can't golf, people can't go to, couldn't go to yoga class, people couldn't run marathons, Um, people got laid off, Um, the job market shrunk. Couldn't go, you know, like so many different things changed the way that we perceive the things that were important in our lives, right? So those Mm -hmm. pivots, some people were more successful in pivoting than others, you know? I felt like I had a really difficult time and I kind of just stayed stuck for a long time too. Like I wasn't ready to pivot. I didn't know what pivot I should do. I wasn't sure, you know, I don't want to do Zoom and all that. Mm -hmm. There are just so many things that, you know, just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should do anything, yeah. you know? So the pivot that we need to make or when we need to make, like, has to be right. And for yeah. a lot of people, 
you might not have known how to pivot or what to pivot to, you know, when all of a sudden all of your yoga business is completely destroyed, right? Yeah. From a virus out of nowhere. Like none of us thought that that was going to happen. I had no idea. And this is now, you know, two years, three, we're going the third year. It's the second anniversary, you know, of the shutdown. We're in the third year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's just so much that is difficult and hard when you're going through such a huge transition and you're losing a lot of what maybe you built for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and, and part of that too is just acknowledging, you know, I've built multiple careers and I've lost mm-hmm. multiple careers and that doesn't mean that I'm a failure or a success, you know, it's just that those things have happened yeah. to me in my life and I have to continue to build my career in a way that isn't isn't just identified, you know, <laughs> just because I'm a yoga teacher, is, that's not the only thing about me. You know, if I'm not teaching yeah. yoga, I'm still me, right? If I'm not, right. like, I had a huge, really, really big shift, and I remember how painful it was when I lost my job as a chef like it was devastating to me because that was my identity mm-hmm. and it just really it felt like I had nothing and then I realized at that point in time that's that's now you know almost 15 years ago mm-hmm. um you know that a title isn't me you know the yoga teacher the chef this stuff like those things are a part of me but that doesn't, yeah. I, doesn't make me the only thing or make me what, what's my value, right? Yeah. And, uh, and to shift and change, you know, from being a chef to deciding to be a yoga teacher was really wonderful and also terrifying, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, like, for me, when the pandemic hit, like, I was in the middle of teaching a teacher training, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I had a bunch of stuff going on and all of a sudden I had to stop. And I gave my students, those who were doing the teacher training, the option of like, do you want to continue on or through, you know, being online or do you want to, you know, do you not feel comfortable with that? And this is at a point where we didn't think that it was going to go on for so long. Right. right? And they were like, no, you know, uh, we'd rather do it in person. So we waited and we waited. And then it got to a point where I'm like, I can't hold on to these people's money mm-hmm. indefinitely until yeah. I know that this is, you know, what's going to happen. So after about six months, I, I issued refunds to those uh, that paid in full because I didn't feel comfortable holding on. And, you know, my hypno- a lot of my hypnotherapy clients didn't want to do online. Um, my Overall, my yoga students didn't want to do online. So here I am, like, with nothing. Yeah. And it just was a ego destroyer mm-hmm. because I had never made so little money in my life as an adult, like, since I was a teenager. And um, I had to look at, like, what could I do? You know, I had tried to apply to essential work positions, but Ultimately, my level of education and my work experience didn't necessarily trans transpose over into those or transcribe into those. Um, 
And so like, I was just like, what am I going to do? I have to do something. And I just realized I'll just do what I've always done, which is right. Right. Cause I've been, I wrote film reviews in the nineties. I wrote wellness articles in the aughts. Um, I wrote, you know, my job was doing technical writing in the past. Like there was always this element of writing. Even when I was teaching yoga, there was the element of writing. Even the yoga nidra teacher training I was leading, there's an element of teaching people how to write those scripts. So even though I realized like, oh, you know, I have to pivot, I have to change because I don't know when I'll be able to be in front of people and teach again. And I did some online classes, but overall it wasn't something that was sustainable. And uh, it was funny because my husband had someone over the other day and I was working on my writer portfolio and uh, he's like, oh, you're a writer? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. (laughs) But I was just thinking how funny it was compared to like at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, I was thinking about being my being a yoga teacher, being a hypnotherapist, being a meditation teacher, and like how strong I how strongly I was I, tied to those identities. And I still do those things. It's just writing is my primary now, you know, and uh, how when he asked me, even though this is the way I'm making my money, I paused. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what I do. And I think it's just kind of funny that that it transitioned like that. And some people's like pivot is like very direct and like specific and others it's like more metamorphosis, you know, yeah. like it's a change and a shift in this thing that over time ends up like intertwining. Like my yoga mm-hmm. business and my chef skills, they intertwine. I use them both in a mm-hmm. way that is very specific to the type of work that I do. And so you know, it may seem to other people like it's completely separate, but it's not, you know, and the way that the way that we intertwine, you know, like, being a teacher, and then Mm -hmm. yoga practice, and, you know, even the podcast and the writing, Mm -hmm. like all these things are the reason that we can do them is because we have this ability to, Mm -hmm. you know, formulate these ideas and share Mm -hmm. them. And that's an important skill to have as a chef and as a yoga teacher, you know, as a podcaster, as a writer, you know, Mm -hmm. like we, we have this ability to change the medium, but Mm -hmm. it's always kind of still this line that's going through it all. It's still making, it's still connecting us to the present moment and to our yoga practice in a different potentially a different way but it's it's still part of this journey yeah I think that you know when you're deciding or if you're deciding to pivot your career whether you're pivoting from a lot of people like Dia and I we saved money working at a different job you know Mm -hmm. and in order to go into our wellness businesses full-time too Mm -hmm. and then pivot out of that also (laughs) you know like (laughs) that then you know I work a w-2 job in a school I teach yoga there but it's Mm -hmm. I'm an employee at the school you know like yeah there's differences that are subtle pivots in your career that you're going to notice like not only just for me just having like 1099 income but mm-hmm. then now working you know as an employee for a place as well like 
some of those pivots, there were studios that were doing that also. And then people decided, you know, I don't want to work in that studio if that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to yeah. be, you know? So we're going to constantly have to shift things in our business. I pivot out of certain schools that aren't paying me enough to go to those places anymore and mm-hmm. go into other ones, you know? Yeah. Like, so it might be just a really subtle change and pivot in your career, or it could be this big dramatic thing like shifting, you know, what your <clears throat> main goal is or your main focus is in your business. Yeah. And like the why of it, right? Because sometimes the why is we're ready to move on. Like with Kimberly and I in our, our former careers, we were ready to move on. That was the why. The why that we shifted during the pandemic was because of necessity, right? Like we had to change the way we did things. Um, The why might be because you no longer want to do something or the why might be health related. The why why doesn't ultimately matter. I think what matters most is the how, (laughs) right? Because once you've realized like, oh, this isn't working for whatever reason, or I want to do something else for whatever reason, whether you're going from corporate America into wellness or in from wellness back into corporate America or, you know, in doing both yeah. or somewhere in between, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. in between. I write technical reports for adults living um, on the spectrum and whether like the, the services they're getting are beneficial to them. That's like what my W2 is. <laughs> and I just do it part time. I do other things too. But like, you know, it. I had to look at the how because I was like, okay, the the pandemic turned me to writing more because it was my sense of control. And I was like, how can I make this into some, an income I can live off of? So then I started writing ESL. And then I actually, after what, nine years of being self-employed, I I got a W2. Um, And it was, it was a weird shift to finally like admit like, oh, I'm actually not admit, but like acknowledge, like I'm actually an employee. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That was just kind of a, a little bit weird for my mind to wrap my head around because I'd been so long without that safety net of like a, a relative safety net of like a secure income. Like I'm salary. So I get paid a flat rate for what I do. And um, regardless, so it's just really comfortable to know that I have this amount of hours that I'm committed a month. I get paid this amount of dollars and then the rest is up to me of how I want to do it, how I want to do my life. Right. So I'm still doing yoga and hypnotherapy, but I don't have, it's not what I'm reliant on now. Right. And sometimes taking that pressure off of, you know, having to hustle to get business is something that people need to pivot from because you can easily burn out from just trying to get clients doing the advertising, all the back end stuff of, you know, a wellness business and having a source of income that is steady can be helpful, especially in uncertain times, right? Because mm-hmm. when we're dealing, yeah, when we're dealing mm-hmm. with something like as dramatic as a pandemic, you know, having some form of stability coming in on a regular basis, whether it's from your yoga business or not, mm-hmm. is financial security. You know, and when we don't, you know, acknowledge we were talking about taxes last time, like we don't know, acknowledge our finances too then, you know, a lot of career pivots happen because of 
finances. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to be really clear with yourself. Like, can I continue to do this if I'm not making money? Can Mm -hmm. I continue to do this if I'm not making enough money? You know, and um, those are questions like you could love it and want to do it for forever. But if it's not affording you the lifestyle that you need to take care of yourself, your family, that's something to consider too. And there's lots of people who have had to, you know, shift into different careers in the meantime. And that's Mm -hmm. why there's so many, you know, there's so many changes that occur during this kind of economic upheavals, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so if you're thinking about pivoting, know that it's not like you're not, you're not a failure because something is changing, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you, you're not, you are changing and you are growing and, and things have to change and grow sometimes. And those growing pains can be really hard and challenging. And yeah. Suck, you know, <laughs> and I just want to say like, you know, in that pivoting time, right. Because we went into what official lockdown on like the 13th of March last year. I mean, 2020, I think it was, I mean, I think it's the, around that or maybe, time, yeah. maybe it was today. I don't know. It was someone, <laughs> we're close. Um, but like after a few months of just trying to make things work and realizing that like everything I had wrapped up in my ego, right? This is where we get into non-grasping attachment, right? Because mm-hmm. attachment brings suffering. <laughs> um, that like I had to let go and just like trust like, you know what? Things, I'm going to figure out my way. Um, but it, it did create that feeling of being a loser, not being able to make something work. And there was a lot of negative self-talk. And I think that it's important for us to acknowledge that sometimes, you know, that darkness is going to seep in and we just have to have space for it and um, acknowledge the feeling. And then with non-grasping attachment again, right? Like acknowledge it and let it go once the feeling dissipates. And if not seek mental health uh, help, which we'll talk about in the future. Yes. Yeah. So the pivots, they are going to happen. And mm-hmm. um, some of them are easier and some of them are harder. And just yeah. know that if you need help, you need help, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's something that we're in support of. And, you know, you have to kind of search to see what things are working and what isn't and adjust as accordingly. And I just want to say, being a human, pain is inevitable. Um, but suffering isn't, right? Like, suffering is something that is active versus pain is something that happens, right? Like, we might experience pain, but suffering is something that we, t- when we tend to hold on to that pain and uh, make it more, make it bigger and more than what else is outside there, right? So, like, Change is pain. My whole point, change is painful. Whether you're pivoting into becoming a yoga teacher full time, whether you're pivoting into being a chef, whether you're pivoting into having a small shop, um, it's painful because what you don't know is painful. You know, but by choosing when you do and choosing a way to do so in a way that's built off the foundation of what you have available to you in your life, it can it cannot be it can lead to less suffering, right? But change is going to be painful. It's just how we land on our feet and breathe easy at the end that helps make it worth it. 
And that's it. So mm-hmm. we're going to thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Yep. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Don't Suffer Like Us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Don't Suffer Like Us to join the conversation. 